All right, it's Hank Pym here, coming at you with the craziest eyebrows uh, the world has ever seen. So today we're going to be discussing Spider-Man, Ant-Man, a personal favorite of mine, and uh, the question on everyone's mind, which is why does Agent Phil Coulson want so badly to fuck Thor? Uh, we will discuss it all on this episode of the Infinity Watch Podcast. Oh boy. There so, we go. So many things I want to say, so many things to unpack. <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my always scruffy and silly voiced co-host Eric. True. We're in episode 30 right now. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, it is. Season 2, episode 30, I guess I should I Yeah. Should point out. Even is crazier. So much to talk about and I just keep looking at my little spreadsheet of Marvel fun, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, we have so much more crazy shit that's going to happen uh, before the end of the year. We're like halfway through it, which is nuts. Um, yeah. So super exciting time for us, super exciting time to be talking about a lot of crazy shit. We are here this week to talk about episode three of Marvel's What If, titled What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, um, but... It's one of these these cases where I feel like the news is going to overshadow what our episode is actually about. Um, because the Spider-Man trailer came out. Yes, it did. Finally. Holy shit. I'm so glad I was wrong. I was like, I don't think it's going to come out. And of course, the <laughs> one time I say that, it comes out. Um, but I couldn't. I mean, you made the safe bet, though. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it was supposed to come out about 17,000 times prior yeah. to this. Um, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't be happier to be wrong. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack this week. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Um, uh, this past Tuesday, I believe, was it Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Um, they released the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And it actually beat the all-time record for most global views of a movie trailer, which was Avengers Endgame. Yeah, crushed it. Too. This trailer got 355.5 million views in 24 hours. And and what is crazy about that, and I'm we'll talk about this more, but everybody who is listening to this certainly has seen the trailer, so you'll all know that there was no reveal of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I'm going to bet the next trailer there will be, and it's going to shatter that record yet again. Dude, absolutely wild. Um, I don't know how we want to go through this. Do we want to go through it in chronological and then kind of jump around? I can give like a quick highlight of what we see, and then we can talk about it, jump around. Um, there's a lot that's going on here, though. There is a lot that's going on. Um, to be honest, I don't really know if I have too many more thoughts than I had 
on the last episode just from the leak because this was the same uh, the, uh, the same, same trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess maybe from the leak that was that was interesting and kudos to everybody on the internet because I don't know how people people just analyze these videos like crazy. <laughs> and yes, they do. See things that I would never see. Like there's a there's a woman in a car at the beginning of the trailer, and they're like, "This is this is just someone like plastered in CGI. It's someone else in the car." And then like you watch it, and you're like, "Holy shit, they're right!" Like this woman probably is not supposed to be in this scene. What? Um, <laughs> what? And she's kind of just like sitting there. But um, it was really cool seeing everything. Uh, the CGI done though, like the yeah the multiversal effects on like the city, like very like uh, inception on steroids kind of CGI effects going on. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. Um, obviously seeing everything going on in the Sanctum Sanctorum, super crazy. Um, I would say um, my overall impression, super excited that basically we're going to get a Sinister Six that are kind of like multiversal hijinks, it seems. Um because they basically showed or alluded to all six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a conversation that that I, I wanted to ask you about, Eric, is that a lot of people now have this theory that this is not Doctor Strange. And I'm wondering if, oh. you, if you've heard about that or what your thoughts are. Yeah, you're referring to the people think it's Mephisto for some goddamn fucking reason. I don't know who it is, but I, I kind of <sighs> agree with a lot of people that it seems like he's extremely cavalier in this trailer, at least how they present him. So here's why I think it is Doctor Strange, because there is one quick scene where Peter is very obviously fighting a variant Doctor Strange. Um, so I think normal Dr. Strange is just normal Dr. Strange. And then the scene on the, on the train, Mm -hmm. um, that is very clearly a different Dr. Strange. Uh, He's in like all dark clothing, looks way more evil. (laughs) I mean, they, they, in my opinion, they went a little over the top of like, this is clearly a bad guy, Dr. Strange. Um, but I don't think they would have, unless that is the same character and he just switched up his look super dramatically. I don't know. That's. I, I don't think that would be the case. I think that it's, uh... yeah, I don't know. Also, Wong would know, and 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 Wong was Wong was uh, there briefly right. while you know doc, while Stephen was chilling in his fucking hoodie and uh, and sweatpants and the go fuck yourself mug, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, whatever, whatever it whatever. says, you know, yeah, silly little mug. I I feel like at this point, all the rumors are basically true. That's just how, like, the the Spider-Man rumors, all of the, obviously, the villain rumors, the Daredevil rumor, like, those are the big ones, and they're all just getting, you know, basically confirmed at this point. And but is the Doctor Strange thing a rumor, or is it just people saw this trailer and... Oh, I'm not even talking about that one. That's just gotcha. a theory, okay. I would say. I'm yes, just saying gotcha, that, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. we're going to yes. get the villains yeah, yeah, from the, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the villains from the Sam Raimi movies, and Daredevil's going to show up, at least as Matt Murdock. Um, it seems like those are all true, at least very likely to be true. Um, and that, to me, is crazy. Just thinking about it is crazy. Um, and... I'm just so excited about this fucking movie. There's so much shit that's going to be in it, and I have no idea how they're going to pull it off. 
Um, but just the fact that all these crazy rumors that were like, there's no way that this is all going to be real. And now it's kind of all going to be real. It's blowing my mind. Yeah, I am kind of experiencing, experiencing a weird thing. I'm excited. I'm not not excited. It was a very good trailer. I like the trailer. I Not the best trailer, though, I would say. that I've liked other trailers more this year, for sure. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. But... I'm I have now entered the period where I think I might be a little more worried than excited because now that all this stuff is real, all I'm thinking is there's no fucking way they're going to pull this off. I mean, this is potentially more ambitious even than Endgame. And like and that only I mean, <laughs> there was a, there, that only was pulled off in one multiverse out of a trillion. <laughs> Right. And it was ours, thankfully. Right. Uh, but there's, but th- there was every opportunity for that movie to be dog shit. And I'm just this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm bracing myself for disappointment so that when I see it, my expectations won't be in outer fucking space. Yeah, no, I totally get that. We call that the 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 Tom McGraw James Bond syndrome um, <laughs> where it's just you ruin what you love by just being way too excited about it. Yeah. Um no, I think I'm I'm trending that way as well because I I definitely reached kind of peak hype this week when all yes. this stuff is kind of flying Same. at us and I start getting really concerned about like how are they managing all this? Like how are yeah. we throwing in all these characters in justifying them and then at the same time like telling it a, a good story, right? Just because you have all of the elements of cool things does not equal good. You know, it just doesn't. And what I think the main thing for me is I want to know what one or two ridiculous things Sony is going to mandate for this movie that are going to ruin it. If that all makes the sense. characters are just you know what randomly I mean? hold a PS five controller at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. They, it, it might be something with venom. It might be, I don't know, but I. How much money do we bet that Jared Leto shows up? I think there's more of a chance of Jared Leto showing up than Venom for some reason, because I bet they would want Tom Holland to debut in a Venom movie and they would not want Venom to debut in an MCU Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I wanted to read a quote. So. Um, J.B. Smoove, uh, the actor who plays Peter Parker's teacher, Julius Dell in No Way Home, also a very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. He did an interview with the Illuminati, uh, which just that sentence is blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, so they tricked him. He's they when asked which villain he was looking forward to seeing in action, J.B. Smoove said, Jamie Foxx coming back, baby. Come on. What up, Jamie? That's my dude right there. I'm excited. I'm very excited. They then asked him if he was more excited about Tom Holland's Spidey teaming up with Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, and he responded, Tobey Maguire, of course, man. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at this point, I'm no longer a denier. I, I'm sure they're in it. However, I do think that could easily be taken as hypothetically, Who? what would you... But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he, like, he kind of blew it, but... I don't know. Like, I don't think Marvel's going to send the assassins for this one, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it seems. <laughs> it really seems like uh, I'm concerned. 
I'm concerned because it feels like all the Sony stuff, man, it's just like Leak City over there. And uh, well, here's here's what I, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. But here here's here's what I don't understand is. I guess there were leaks, but like not really. I mean, for the longest time, there was nothing, literally nothing. And then Tuesday comes along and it's like the dam breaks and we get leaks on top of leaks on top of leaks on top of leaks on top of leaks. We get set photos. We get the leaked trailer, uh, presumably all from different sources. So I I've never been one to put a ton of stock in the fact that movie studios use leaks as intentional promotion. But this one, I kind of think they might have just from the timing. The timing's too crazy. I mean, we don't have a single photo of Toby and Andrew for month ever, literally ever. And then the day the trailer leaks and then the day and then the next day the trailer comes out like the the trailer only leaked 24 hours before they were supposedly already planning on dropping it right i don't know seems a little too convenient so i i think this is a an orchestrated campaign personally damn conspiracies yeah i'm you i'm really usually not one for for that kind of shit but it just seems way too convenient yeah i mean at the end of the day they they got their you know 300 million some views for their trailer uh which is just insane and i mean they've been yes. stringing us along for this this movie for so long so um who knows dude who knows but i'm super excited it'll be really interesting you know we we only have what it's about to be september you know like <laughs> 3 and a half months to go which is well, insane as of now Right. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, speaking did, did of we, that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you're about to. So Venom, yeah. Let There Be Carnage, <laughs> yeah. um, has moved its release date from September to October. I'm shocked. I'm COVID, shocked COVID, and appalled. COVID. Who could have seen this coming? Surely not me. Because everything is perfectly normal and dandy. <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised. I don't know, like, it's not, it's not like a tent, a tentpole film here. And right. But what does that tell you about the tentpole films, though, coming up? Right. Oh, God. It's just what, what is one month going to do? I guess is my question because it seems like this is kind of like an ebb and flow kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, where everything's fine and everything's not fine and everything's fine and everything not, is not fine. So it's like you're really just kind of throwing a dart at a calendar. Well, here's the thing, Tommy, is that it's not just going to be one month. It's going to be longer. Yeah. Uh So apparently the rumor now is so Sony recently pushed Venom Let There Be Carnage from September to October. However, they're saying that although that happened, a studio insider is saying the rumors that the film will move to 2022 are not true. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) i knew that's what you're gonna say i knew that's what you're gonna say but you know what i think i'm with you um you know i think i think sony now they got so much money from that first fucking movie um and i think they got way more than they ever really expected and i think there's extremely high expectations now uh for the sequel because this movie made almost 900 million dollars 
I will never understand how. That movie fucking sucked. Like, ugh. I, I, I don't it really get it. really does not make sense. I don't get it. But I guess there's just that there's that deep love for that character, even though I feel like most people just kind of yeah, recognize yeah. the character and know nothing about it. Um, It's just really, really interesting. And so I think Sony's like, shit, look at what Black Widow made. And they're like, like, we want a billion, baby. And yeah. You know, Black Widow at this point has not even made half of what the first Venom film made. You know what would make me go see Venom 2 is if at the end of this Spider-Man... Oh, no, this movie's coming out before Spider-Man. So nothing. The answer's nothing. Never mind. JK. (laughs) Fuck that movie. Talk about a U-turn, man. So U-turn in the middle of a sentence. I was going to say if at the end of the Spider-Man movie and it's clear multiverse is open, shit's crazy, then... If they somehow snuck in a, t- if Tom Holland came in in the third act of Venom two and and did clean up, then I would watch it. But that's not going to happen. Oh man, I hate that. Like they're kind of doing film universe within film universe, but like I, it's a, it's like Agents of Shield again. It's ter- yeah, that is exactly what it's like. Holy shit! It's like it's not canon, but it's canon diet. Yeah, it's diet cannon for sure. Right. And it's just, I hate that shit because <laughs> yeah, at too. least Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was good. Yeah. This yeah. is just, ugh. Yeah, well, most of it, but yeah. yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than Venom, you know. And so yeah, easily. It's just not Sony, so. um, All right, anything else for Spider-Man before I move on? I just want to make sure I give you give you the opportunity here. Um... I would just like to say I'm pretty sure I called several months ago that they were not going to show Andrew and Gar- uh, Andrew and Toby in the first trailer. Nailed it. Uh, but second of all, I would just like to say I am also now 100%. I was pretty convinced before that Matt Murdock was not going to be in this movie. Now I'm 100% sure because that is that is my guy's hairy ass arm in the trailer. 100% uh, slamming down books in the interrogation table. So that's it's crazy. Like they're bringing Charlie Cox back. And I guess, I mean, do you like that? I I, I mean, I guess it's good. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm really torn. I think I'll have more of an opinion when he is daredevil. Like I want to, I just, I I don't really give a fuck who Charlie Cox is fine. I, I like him. I thought the show was good, not great, but same. The show Daredevil was good, not great, but but I like Charlie Cox. He, he's fine. Um, I think if they would have recast him, that probably would have been fine too. But here's but here is my thing: is I don't care a super large amount until we see Daredevil, not Matt Murdock, like on the big screen, and I want to see. And I think you've said this before too. Like, I want to see Billy Club Daredevil swinging through the city just like Spider Man. Yeah, acrobatic like, shit, man. Yeah. So I'll, I'll wait. I mean, is Matt Murdock is cool, but at this point, it's a glorified cameo. Like, if right. he's just going to be Matt Murdock, the average audience isn't even going to understand who the fuck that is or care. Right. Like, so whatever. I mean, maybe we'll get an after credit scene where he suits up. That'd be cool. Man, but, I, I would love to see him and Spidey because in the comics yes. they kind of team up a whole bunch. Yeah, because they're they're very similar. Like, um, I would say Daredevil is kind of 
like Spider-Man light in a way that like they move the same way. Like yeah, the, when he's using his billy club to fly around the city, it's basically like Spider-Man using his webs. Well, there's a um, storyline where um, Matt Murdock actually takes over for Spider-Man when I think Spider-Man was doing Future Foundation shit, maybe. Oh and yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, and he's like, "Yo, Maddie, can you help a brother out?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> give me the suit bro <laughs> dude it's just like that was there's parts of daredevil i really love daredevil's my favorite comic book character um but it's like i don't want that street level i'm just like a blind dude shit like i just i need some more superhero shit yeah i and, well i mean i do i i mean i think i know what you're saying it's like i do want that street level shit but it needs to be more fantastical Yes. Just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind him being like a street hero. I just like as an actual superhero, I want him to be a little bit more superhuman. Yeah. I want him to be like flying around the city using his billy club and just seem more more than just a man, I guess. His superpowers are way more than he can hear really good, which is right. basically all his superpowers were in the show. Right. Yeah, and like you know, like regular ass kingpin should not be ki- like kicking his butt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know why I called him regular ass kingpin, but no, yeah. be, I I get it because he's a regular ass dude fighting a superhuman. In, in no universe should that be a close fight, even right. if the regular ass human is big. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and not to say I don't like I don't like Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, of course. Portrayal. Amazing. He's great. Absolutely amazing. Um. So we'll see. I'm super excited. I love Daredevil. Wasn't expecting it to come back that quickly, but uh, I guess kind of at this point they're like, you know what? Fuck it. He's a good. He's a good Daredevil. Who cares yeah. what the show is about? I wonder if he's like I. I wonder if he's weirdly still on contract or something somehow. And maybe this is uh. <laughs> we can I do it know. for free. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. that sounded in my head. Just the wording would be something Stan Lee would say. Yeah, of course. Hey, true believers, he's under contract. Let's do it. <laughs> um, the kids will love it. Yeah. <laughs> and the people are like, but Stan, he was a fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> fuck it. All righty, uh, old Stan. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, um, same. Let's talk about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever for a little bit here. Okay. Um, apparently, Letitia Wright. Uh, who plays mm-hmm. Shuri in uh, the Black Panther film. Um, I guess she suffered some minor injuries on the set of the sequel of Black Panther, and oh, no. she had to go to the hospital. Oh. Uh, but apparently she's doing better. She was at a local hospital. She's expected to be released soon. I'm t- I'm kind of shocked that they let any actor do anything at this point. Like, anything that could possibly slow down production of anything. Like, I thought they just were like, stunt person, boom. Um, it's really surprising to me at this point that they even let them do anything remotely dangerous. Um, it could be that I think there might be a few reasons for that. One, I think maybe the actors probably want to do it. It's probably fun to do. Um, but two, and and more importantly, because I don't think big studios give a fuck what actors want or anyone wants at all. But, um, I do wonder if there's some kind of cost benefit analysis of like, okay, this one isn't going to be too hard and it'll save us more time if you can do it than the amount of time it it would take the editors to fix it in post. Mm, That's a good point. That's a good point. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're going to spend way more money. So the studio's like, fuck it. If they get hurt, then it's still cheaper than doing the editing and the CGI. Right, totally. And yeah. and, and, and re- despite the fact that CGI is damn near flawless, it is probably still always going to look better if you can get the real actor to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything to not just everything be a green screen fix. Totally. Motion cap fix. Um, I saw another article about this movie. And it really made me realize that, like, there is so much information coming out about all of the Marvel shows and movies that are coming out that I even even someone like me who tries to, you know, have my finger on the pulse of all this shit, like, I can't keep up with this. And I read that uh, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there were some set photos that came out and the actor Dominique Thorne is is in one of the pictures and she's going to play Riri Williams. Yeah. AKA Ironheart. I had no idea she was going to be in this movie. When did we find that out? I think when that came out, I don't think that was known until very recently. Damn. I was like, I read that and I was like, wait, what? And so yeah. apparently Ironheart will be introduced in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And then she'll have her own show on Disney Plus called Ironheart. Um, I I love that. I hope she like is uh oh fuck what's what's the word? I hope she's like Shuri's protege. And that's why she's such a genius. Cuz if anybody doesn't know, the deal is uh Riri Williams is you know, kind of like a little Tony Stark, um just su- way smarter than everyone else around her, super genius and I think she initially does create her own Iron Man suit. Right. Yeah, she basically like reverse engineers the Iron That's Man right. armor to pick up where Tony leaves off. That's right. Um, but I I am growing more and more annoyed with the idea that all of these super geniuses are just popping out of America. <laughs> that is uh, right. That's starting to get annoying to me. Um, so I think it'd be great if uh, she was Wakandan, or even if she wasn't Wakandan, if she like learned like got her smarts from wakanda i think that'd be cool yeah it's it's kind of a good explanation for why she's able to do what she's able to do yeah and apparently the rumor is she's going to have a substantial role in the film and it's possible she could suit up for the first time in black (gasps) panther wakanda forever so who knows um but super exciting um and i think they were filming on the set of mit which is um oh you know, where she went to school, I think, in the comics as well. She's like a super smart girl. Yeah. Um, so that was exciting. I, I read that article. I was like, wait, like we already knew that she was going to be in this movie. Um, It's fucking bizarre. So I'm I'm excited. Everything's kind of coming together and it, and it feels good. Yeah, I think I had not read there was a possibility that she would suit up in this movie. If that is true, I think that is genius because the budget for a movie is going to be much easier to make that suit look crisp as fuck uh which i want to see the first time we see it because it's kind of a unique i mean it's like you know lady iron man basically but it's but uh, newer versions of it which they might go for the newer designs like it's very sleek it's got a lot more uh i think it's Oh, is it still the the golden red? I don't remember, but even the golden red version had these crazy, like thick black lines. It just looks so sick. But my point is, if they make all of the, um, like if they do all the designs and they have all the assets, 
for the movie, like the expensive thing, then they can reuse those assets for the show, which will probably save them some money, which will make it look way, way better. Um, so that yeah. is a very smart call all around, if that is true. Yeah, I hope so. At the very least, just make it like an after credit scene. I don't know. Something, yeah, something, something along those lines. Just use the movie budget. Don't use the TV budget for the first one. <laughs> That's all I ask. Boom. All right. Um, I have one more Marvel Marvel related things before before we move over to some Star Wars stuff, which oh. sneaking in. Oh. Um, okay, so there's a rumor going around. <laughs> Shocker. Um, apparently, there's like a, a, a movie spoiler websites pop up, you know, just out of nowhere all the time. Yeah, diamond does. They're, they're just all over the place. There's this new website called Movie Scope which I'm already calling bullshit on. Um, But they dropped a major rumor um, and they just joined Twitter this month. They already have eight, 900 people following them um, and they have their very first scoop and it's about the movie, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Mm, I saw this one, their big scoop um from moviescope.com like this is like their first article their first thing their website looks like someone just made it um with like a template their scoop is that charles xavier aka professor x will appear in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness oh that was not the one i heard as a matter of fact um yeah i'm skeptical of that However, I did see. I'm interested to see what your rumor was now. Yeah. So my rumor seems to be a a little more. Well, I mean, who's to say? But it it came from Daniel RPK, who was the person who successfully um, called all of the trailer release information on Tuesday. So it seems to lend some credibility. Um, But. well, a couple, I guess that rumor was that also about Doctor Strange 2 that Wanda was going to be fighting someone from the Foxverse, but they cannot say, but they cannot say who from the Foxverse, but they, but there were plenty of guesses and he was like, no, not them, not them, not them. So it's not going to be Magneto. Again, assuming this guy has any knowledge, people seem to think he does, but uh, so it's not going to be Magneto. It's not going to be Wolverine. It's not going to be. Um, uh, uh, Xavier, and it's not going to be. I forget who else, but the assumption is it's going to be our boy Ralph Boner. Uh, but not Ralph Boner. It, it is going to be Pietro, um, huh. from from the Fox universe, and that's the rumor. However, this one's not a rumor, but it's similar. I saw that they were casting a. Bald man with a sly sense of humor is the way is the way that uh what the they fuck put does it. that even mean? Who fucking knows? Um, but I don't remember if that was for Doctor Strange two or not. Um, sounds like Professor X to me. Yeah, yeah. What if but, they're uh, just like bald man that is able to sit in chairs for a long time? Yeah, right. A bald man who never stands. Jesus. Oh man. I mean, here's the thing. Who knows if that's true? 
If it is, I'm happy because let's just get this X-Men train uh, rolling, please. Yes, for real. Because yes. we've at least heard Fantastic Four is happening. There's a director attached. They are casting. Fantastic Four is a much more self-contained thing in the sense that the characters are just like these four main people, blah, 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 blah. You have their other associated characters. X-Men are so much more vast. And there's so much to them. There's different groups. There's nuance. There's different characters that are kind of ambiguous. Like, we need to start building that because it's it's a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah I and and I do I would not be surprised if they do start that in Doctor Strange too because I think what's happening right now I think we're at a part in the Marvel universe where like they announced the multiverse in Loki right but Loki's never none of the shows are ever going to be as popular as the movies like they're just not so I think what they're trying to do is their Disney Plus show multiverse is here next up Sony movie multiverse is here next up straight up mcu all day all the way baby multiverse is here and i think after that third time i think they just want to establish it in as many places as they can before they really dive in but i do think oh and even wandavision to an extent um but uh but yeah i I think they want to establish it in a couple movies before they're like okay look here's the deal here's how all this is happening now let's pull in Let's pull in uh, the mutants. If that is even how, I mean, maybe they'll just do, yeah, mutants were always around and, and everything I just said will not apply. But but I feel like they're going so hard. I mean, they're clearly fully committed to the multiverse thing. I think they, they're probably going to use that to explain it. Yeah, I mean, it does it does help a lot to explain basically something that was only caused because of corporate bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That being said, I will reiterate something I've said a long time ago. I'm so glad we didn't have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four until now because like, I feel like we had a lot of good time with some heroes we probably wouldn't have had a lot of time with. And now that some people have moved on, they're able to kind of slip in nicely and fill that void a little bit. If there even is much of a void at all. Um, it's just there's so many characters and it's, it was probably good that we had to hold off on a few of them for a bit. Yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, I think it probably would have been fine, but, you know. One of those things we will we will never know. That's right. We'd have to experience it in, in another multiverse if we wanted to. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Um, Mandalorian, Star Wars. Mm. This is your territory, my friend. Yeah. Apparently, the rumor is the Mandalorian will end after season three. Okay. Which is shocking to me that they're just not going to you know, milk the cow until it literally has been dead for years. Um, It's been an extremely popular show. Obviously, we have the book of Boba Fett that will be released this year um, and Mandalorian season three coming out next year. Um, I'm kind of I read that and I was like, wow, that's kind of actually cool if true, because it seems like now we just make a show until it's so bad that we just stop making a show. So it would be nice to have things end in a way that seems more preemptive. Yeah, I uh I had not heard that, but to be honest that's not super surprising just because of the fact that there are so goddamn many Star Wars shows in development and I think 
there are a lot of similar similarities between the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows for sure, but it does feel like the Star Wars universe is more like coherent than the Marvel universe. So you're going to have to explain that one to me. So what I mean by that is like we've seen. So we have the Mandalorian, which is a show about a character that is a nothing character in the star Wars universe until this show. Um, you know, he's not like a character of destiny. Like, uh, like a lot of the characters in star Wars tend to be just kind of a guy. And however, through this show, they have introduced literally every single aspect of Star Wars that people care about, right? Luke, spoiler alert, I guess, but uh, Luke was in it. We got, uh, I mean, we got fucking, you know, just traditional uh, Rebels vs. Empire shit. We got Bounty Hunter shit. They brought Boba Fett back for some fucking reason. Um, Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka's in there. I mean, literally everything people care about has been in this show. So, I mean, this would be as if if Tony Stark showed up in Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, to to me. Um, And even the fact that, like, they went through not only did Luke come back, but but they cared so much to the. Let me take a step back. I think Star Wars canon is much more important to A, the company, and B, the fans, than Marvel canon is. I don't think people give a fuck about Marvel canon because it's nothing. Because it can be anything, especially with the multiverse. you got to read some more Twitter comments. I think Marvel canon ruins some people's lives. Like how so? Can you give me an example? Oh, no, they just, everyone's complaining. Oh, man, I, I, I had to step away from Twitter. People just talking about... You know, whether Agent Carter was canon or not. Oh, man, the most upsetting thing for some people. Um, I, I just I totally I get, get what you're saying. People are it's people are crazy is really all I'm saying. True. But I guess even it's like even if Agent Carter is not canon because of the multiverse, she is canon. That's just a fact. Like any any Marvel story that exists in the world ever is canon because of the nature of the way the Marvel Universe is laid out. The fact that the Marvel Universe is a multiverse. It's it's clearly established. Comics, television, movies, whatever. They're uh, Marvel Multiverse. All of it's canon. All of it happened. Whatever, whatever. Uh, But in Star Wars, there is one... I mean, somebody's going to come at me with the Clone Wars episode. But in general, in Star Wars, there's one timeline. And... It's just, I feel like that timeline is more sacred than the sacred timeline of Marvel. And so because of that, my ultimate point is they've used the show The Mandalorian about a nothing character who is, I mean, people like The Mandalorian as a character, I'm sure, but they don't like him as much as Baby Yoda. They don't like him as much as Boba Fett. They don't like him as much as Luke Skywalker. They don't like him as much as Ahsoka. All characters that have been introduced through this show and are going to be in other shows down the line. So now that they've used this show to bring these characters in, they've proved the concept that live-action Star Wars show can work. Why continue? Because nobody's going to give a fuck when Boba Fett, who is an identical character, <laughs> is, right, doing, yeah. is doing his thing in his own show. I guarantee you there's a significant portion of people that think the Mandalorian is Boba Fett. 
Yes. What? Still. Yeah, guaranteed. No question. No question in my mind. You are 100% correct. Damn, that was a lot to unpack, I just got to say. And that, that, <laughs> yeah, my, that, my friends, is, is how you can tell Eric is very passionate about Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much. I like listening to you nerd out about Star Wars. So it works <laughs> out. It works out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The whole thing is interesting. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm glad that they're they're ending it on their own terms. It seems it totally yes. could have just ended last season. I yeah, think. absolutely. That that seems like to me it probably was planned to just be that. Um, and then they're like, oh, we could do this. They're probably just going to use it to just launch more more shit. So. Yeah, right. Also, um, not that, I mean, we don't get hate tweets ever, but in case someone's thinking about it, I understand Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, so shut the fuck up. I'm never going to call him Grogu. No, me neither, because it's stupid. He's Baby Yoda, but... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, can't do it. Just throwing it out there. Oh, um, by the way, I meant to mention this at the beginning of of our podcast, but our favorite fan... Oh. On, on SoundCloud, oh. user 733-172-973. Yes. Of course, as you all remember. <laughs> uh, they commented on our, when we came back to uh, for our first episode after our brief hiatus and said, LMAO, uh, the hiatus must have done you guys some good. You two are on one or maybe two, LMAO. Love it. Your favorite SoundCloud user and apparent <laughs> Eric Stan. <laughs> yes. And then in parentheses, they say, I stand you too, Tom. It's all right. I get it. You don't. I, you know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I appreciate the shout out. So um, happy to be I- back. Love the comments. Um, and you know what? We've been getting a lot of love from the SoundCloud community. Just want to say thank you. Yeah. Keep listening. Big time. Yeah. And and a specific shout out to you, uh, user random assortment of numbers that I cannot remember <laughs> unless it's in front of me. But, Sheesh. but I don't know how you me. could forget something as, oh my God, my, oh my God, the episode started playing in my ear. I heard your voice. I was going to cool. say, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't imagine not remembering user 733-172-973. Um, <laughs> that number is always on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. My, my other Star Wars news is there was uh, a leak of some concept art that supposedly is for the obi-wan kenobi show Mm. and it seems to reveal how hayden christensen will return as darth vader um and it basically shows um it shows anakin skywalker like completely bald and he has like a bunch of like mechanical shit on his like abdomen and his pecs and there's like all these machines working on him and he has like a mask on his face yeah, but he's shirtless in like this picture, and his one arm is missing, obviously, or maybe both of them. Um, and then he, there's like him in one of those cryogenic tubes that you saw Luke floating in um, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, um, really gross looking dude for sure. Um, but should be interesting. A lot of people are excited about this show. Yeah, I'm uh I'm definitely excited and I'm a big Hayden Christensen fan. I think he gets a, an insane amount of um undue hate. Uh 
I th- I think he's fine. Also, if you hate the way he portrays Anakin, one, listen to the fucking lines he had to work with. And two, listen to the cadence of James Earl Jones's voice and then listen to the cadence of Hayden Christensen's voice. And sh- and then shut up when you realize that all he's doing is mimicking James Earl Jones's cadence of his voice. Um because that's fucking Darth Vader's voice. That's how he talks. So why Lisa would he so like it? What? what? This is my boss Nass. That's my boss Nass. It's not very good. I, I love what it. He, what does he say? I'm trying to remember what that guy says all the time. But Bo- all all I remember of Boss Nass is when he goes. <laughs> my my dog did not like that. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I love doing the Gungan voices. Oh boy. Sorry, whenever anyone starts talking about Star Wars hate, I just start loving Jar Jar Binks in my head. Yes, he should have been a Sith Lord. Missed opportunity. Basically, yeah. It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> um, shit, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it, oh, I was going to say, everyone's bitching on Twitter as well. So many people now, they'll be like, spoiler alert, dash, and then they just write the spoiler out. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know what? I kind of agree with them. It's like it's kind of pointless <laughs> at that point. But also, if you don't want to be spoiled about shit, just get off Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so. I mean, the people have talked about this ad nauseum for many years. But like, spoiler, who? Spoilers don't matter. It doesn't matter. First of all, it's been scientifically proven that despite what you think, uh, human beings show more enjoyment in a piece of media if they've been spoiled on it previously. So chew on that for a little while. Second of all, if you care about something so deeply that like you care about spoilers, just fucking watch it. Just find a way to watch it before you go online or just like distance yourself from like all the millions. It's like people follow nothing but like spoiler heavy Twitter accounts and then wonder why they get spoiled. Right. I will say like, and obviously this is like, I'm not complaining about it, but it's really funny. Like whenever any Marvel show comes out the morning of that show, I'll go on Twitter just like, you know, I just go on my phone in the morning. I go through a couple apps, check things and I always forget. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, oh, well there's Thanos is in this episode. You know, I'm like, (laughs) all right, like got it. Um, you know, it's like people are watching this shit and it's like a whole industry on social media of like the moment it drops, you watch it, you live tweet it, you you talk about how hyped you are about all the shocks of the episode and it's like 4 a.m. <laughs> True, like, but he, here would be my argument. Uh, get off here, Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I, I was going to be more brutal about it where I was going to say uh, cure your addiction, America, or whoever is listening to this. Um if, if, if you're waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is go on Twitter and then you're like, oh, I'm too tired. I didn't remember that this that this show came out. Guess what? You're an addict and you should fix that. So, Fuck, dude. So, Fuck. So, I mean, that's some tough love maybe, but. Uh, Did I just have an intervention on, on my own fucking <laughs> podcast? I mean. Fuck. Look, we've all been there. I've certainly been there, but it's just something that. Uh, that we you're should not all, wrong, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we should all just come to grips with that. Yeah, I have actually been stepping away from Twitter because I'm just sick of seeing people be like, blah, 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 Agent Carter, Cannon, while she was wearing her hat, and like everyone's just pissed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently everybody hates Loki now. Uh, what? And they're like, like, all these people are like, they ruined Loki for me. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are fucking delusional. Dude. All right. 
delusional. Yeah. And so that's why I've decided I've I've stepped away from Twitter a lot. I mostly just post things rather than read things because people need to get a grip. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And there you go. I got an intervention, and so I just projected that intervention onto everyone else. No, I mean, that intervention wasn't specifically for you. It was for everyone. Oh, oh, it hit me right square in the heart. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, that's, you know, I, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I'm, I'm glad then. If you felt, if, if, you, if you felt that applied to you, if you're listening, if you felt that applied to you, then it fucking did. <laughs> Jesus. You see the ego on this motherfucker? All right. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Anything else for the news this week before we oh, jump man. into it? We're we're off the rails at this point. Yeah, we're on we're on one again. Um No, that's all that is uh that's all I got. All right, let's jump I right had over. nothing. I said that's all I got, like I had something. I brought yeah. nothing to the news segment this week. <laughs> Let <laughs> so. me look through my imaginary stack of zero <laughs> yeah. papers. I'm all set. My name yeah. is Eric. Oh, my oh God. man, it's all right. I had I had the Star Wars stuff for this week, so I wanted to surprise you. Yeah. I love um, it. All right. This week we are talking about Marvel. What if episode three titled What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? Mm. Um, and at this point, we are officially a third of the way through the first season of this show. Um, and this episode I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Basically, what if every of the original Avengers basically dies? Um, and I'd say high level, Nick Fury's putting the Avengers together. When the episode started, I got a little bit worried. Oh, okay. Because it, it felt like we were stepping more back into the Captain Carter territory of just replaying scenes. Okay. And then changing them. And then that kind of got better. As, yeah. it, as it went on, I think. Um, so we open up. I think the very first scene we see is basically um, the scene where where Tony Stark is sitting in the donut. You know, they're trying to, you know, jumpstart the Avengers initiative. It's Black Widow, Nick Fury. Um, and they get him to step down from the donut. He has the whole problem with the palladium in his chest. It's killing him. Natasha hits him with like the little injection and he just fucking drops dead. <laughs> so can I tell you when I was watching this, first of all, I feel like this is a very important state. I was 100% sober when I watched this, this, I, that's shocking. I saw, I saw that and started laughing hysterically. Like this was my favorite intro to maybe any Disney Plus Marvel show just because of how fucking hysterical that was to me. I, I don't know what it was. I just find the kind because I wasn't expecting it. I didn't, I don't know what I was expecting. It's like such like a simple thing that happened, I think, yeah. that made it even better. <laughs> just fucking, it's because I was like, yeah, 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 I know where this is gonna go. She just stabs him with the cure and he fucking dies. Just immediate Tony Stark. Who is the god of Marvel? Just fucking dies, and it kill absolutely laid me out, killed me. So I was from that moment on, I was on board with the concept of this episode for all the wrong reasons because I thought that was the funniest shit I had ever seen in my life. It is like it's it's very comical in the sense that we've seen this character literally defeat Thanos, yeah, and just like 
at at surface level, he just got injected with one thing. Someone just wa- walked up to him, surprised him. Yeah, and that was all it took. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was laughing so hard. And I think oh it's like, you God. know, we have this idea that all these original Avengers are so like infallible and invincible. It just that I, I completely agree. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's that's it. Yep. It's yeah, a little tiny thing. It's uh yeah, they've taken on the moniker Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but in reality, it's Earth's luckiest heroes. And that is right. the only reason why they still exist in the sacred timeline as they do. Even the though Tony armor. Stark doesn't, but yeah, plot armor for sure. Plot armor is very thick. <laughs> um so uh, of course, Natasha Romanoff becomes like suspect number one. You know, she injects him with something, he dies. Mm-hmm. And so she's being put into custody. Nick Fury obviously is like, I know you didn't do it, but, you know, you basically have to go through the bureaucracy of S.H.I.E.L.D., blah, 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 blah. Uh, but he gives her something that helps her escape from, uh, you know, a prison van of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, well, thugs. Well, no, I don't, I don't think he does. I think what he gave her was the syringe. He was like, you need to escape and test this. And oh shit, yeah, you're right. That wasn't a weapon. She just like got out of all the handcuffs on her own. Yeah, and said that was another thing that made me laugh hysterically because the size of this fucking syringe is astronomical. Like it I think is that's why I thought it was like a weapon, because <laughs> I was like, it looks like um it looks like uh one of those those thin long shot glasses. Yeah, yes. It's gigantic. Yes. No, it's it's the world's largest syringe that he literally just handed her. She's handcuffed, her hands behind her back. He hands her and she just holds it as her escort then like walks behind you like you, you 100% would have seen something that large. There's no way you're hiding that. I don't care how good of a spy you are. It thinks right. fucking huge. It's a baseball bat. And yeah, then she just uh like you said, she goes she's in the van and then she she slips the handcuffs. And, uh, you know, does a cute little move like, yeah, will you hold these for me? And he's like, what? And then for some reason, she has super speed in this universe because uh, she fucks everybody up at 2,000 yeah, miles and, per and hour. Brock Rumlow just happens to be like driving the car, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, come on. I don't get why he likes her so much. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're projecting hardcore. <laughs> oh, man. So Romanoff escapes. Um, and they kind of do a cut scene and Coulson is reporting on Mjolnir falling to earth mm-hmm. and obviously no one can lift it, blah, blah, blah. Great you know, to see Coulson again, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I love seeing Coulson look young as ever in cartoon form. I've always loved Coulson, um, much more than I love Contessa Valentina yes. Allegra Fontaine or whatever <laughs> yes. the fuck. Um, and so we basically kind of see the play out of, of uh, you know, Thor comes down to Earth. He wants Mjolnir. He's just kicking the shit out of S.H.I.E.L.D. dudes. And for some reason, in this What If universe, Coulson's is gay as fuck. True. He 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 very clearly wants to bang Thor. Like, that's and, that's know, not I, even really a joke. <laughs> I don't say that in a derogatory sense at all. Um, it's just like really <laughs> the choices. I feel like they were trying to make comedy. But to me, it just literally felt like he was just actually really, really attracted to Thor yeah. and Captain America in this whole episode. Which, 
understandable. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> Very understandable. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to smell Thor, too. Yeah. His hair is perfect. Yeah. And um, and especially the fact that I loved very subtle, but they very clearly in this what if episode retconned Thor's eyebrows to be normal, which I did appreciate. Guaranteed that was a production <laughs> note from Kevin Feige. Yes, so. yes, for sure. It's like if those eyebrows are bleached, you're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Thor is attempting to get Mjolnir. We see Clint Barton go up on his little what do you even call that he's like up in like a crane and like a bucket sniper's nest sniper's nest yes yes thank you a lot better than crane and bucket Um, (laughs) i mean it was a crane and bucket though you're not wrong (laughs) this sounds way cooler when you say sniper's nest and so he's basically like he's like if you want me to take the shot i can one shot kill him um and and fury's like hold off hold off i want to see this and then you just see thor get shot by this arrow and boom dead yeah, and and not only that, you do see you do see Clint release the arrow. Um Right, right. And and in fact, I, I had to rewind it because the next scene, you know, Clint's in kind of a uh well, he denies he denies shooting it even in that scene. He's like, "I did not shoot the right, arrow." Right, 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 right. And I rewinded it too. I was like, "Wait, I, we just saw him release the arrow." Yeah. Um yeah, so he I think it's called loosing an arrow. I was trying to think of the I was trying to think of the word, but yeah, he loosed the arrow and then um and yeah, I, I went back and I was like, no, like he de- yeah, because that's what made because he said like I didn't do it. And it's like, bro, you fucking clearly did. Like, what are you Don't what's going on me, here? Clint. Come on. Yeah. Shit. Um but can I tell you so before we move on, can I read to you a note that I had and then a stunning yeah. revelation that I had later? So it on me. my note was i really fucking hate how some voices are good and others aren't like you can't get jeremy renner for hawkeye he's literally filming another show for disney plus currently and then i after the episode was done i went back to the beginning credits because i kind of wasn't paying attention so much this time that's fucking jeremy renner yeah i was about to say it's totally him what how is he so bad at voicing himself? Dude, I do not understand any of this at all. Lake um, Bell did a better job of voicing uh uh Scarlett Johansson than Jeremy Renner did of voicing Jeremy Renner. For sure. Like not I, even I close. Don't, I don't understand. I don't either. It's I didn't even think I thought Tom Hiddleston sounded weird. I thought I thought Mark Ruffalo was okay. Yeah, I thought he was um, good. It yeah, Jeremy Renner. I, it's really fucking bizarre. I mean, he was really I, bad. Like Clark Gregg, I thought actually did a really good job. Yeah, he nailed it. Um, and you know who did the best out of anyone? I would say fucking Samuel motherfucking L. Jackson killed it this episode. I was like really impressed. That I, dude can do fucking anything. Yes, he really can. Like he he really killed it. He sounded great. Yeah, it, this is like another case. That we're, we're just going to call this Benicio del Toro syndrome. Yeah, um, what's the deal? It was, it's really weird. I don't know if like maybe because of COVID, they just were recording in different environments and they just had him recorded on his phone or some shit. No way. Got, You'd be able to tell. Like it's it's not that. It's yeah. It, it's not that. It's it's a weird performance for sure. Just phoning it in. Indeed. I don't know. 
yeah, it's it's really fucking weird because I saw I looked up the cast and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was shocked. I was like really shocked. Shit, I was like, "Is this Benicio del Toro actually voicing <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye in this episode?" Oh my gosh, I still can't believe that shit when I found that out last episode. Yeah, same. All right, so Clint Barton is put into custody. And he's not talking to anyone, and he's all broken up because he's like, I've never like made a mistake before. I've never like loosened an arrow when I wasn't supposed to. And he's all torn up. And then the dude just fucking dies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, what God. the fuck? God, I just I love the concept of this episode so much. I don't know why. Like, it's not meant to be funny at all, but it's so you funny. sadistic fuck. It's you're just like you're like everyone's dying, and I love it, dude. It's so funny because these are supposed to. I mean, we've spent the last. 10 12 years seeing these people as unkillable gods and they're just dying they're dropping like flies literally man. no reason uh, i love it so much also i did really like this was one of the only times and i assume we'll get some of this in his show but this is the only time that i can think of where you really understand that hawkeye is hawkeye because he doesn't miss it was like they they've never really i feel like made that clear enough in the uh in the show it's like hawkeye doesn't fuck up he doesn't miss ever that's his thing like that's why he can hang with the avengers it's because that's his thing and it's like in the movies i feel like he's just like yeah he's just the archer guy like they never really explain what his deal is but i like that little moment where he was like having an existential crisis because he fucked up for presumably the first time ever or at least in a long 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 time Right, yeah, he's not just like some regular dude with a bow and arrow. Yeah, he's fucking perfect, basically. Yeah, um, and so yeah, short-lived career there. He's just boom dead. Um, okay, so we jump back to Agent the- Romanoff, and to figure out kind of how Stark was killed, she goes to Culver University. Someplace I never thought we'd see ever again in the MCU. This yeah. was shocking to me. This whole yeah. scene was shocking to me. She visits Betty Ross, <laughs> yeah. the estranged and basically, you know, removed character from the MCU of Betty Ross, uh, Hulk's side chick. Um, and basically, <laughs> she. I mean, so I feel like it's a little more serious than side chick. Uh, he hasn't been with her in a while. I don't know. He was kind of hooking up with Black Widow, but I think Betty was, you know, in the background there. Right. It's a quick little, right. quick little hookup. Maybe. Let me see uh, naked in that that little uh, lab coat there, Betty. Um, just doing some just some practice here. I, I write Hulk Betty Ross fan fiction. Oh my god! Um, all all you know. lots of lots of hide the zucchini going on in. Yeah, all erotic based. So um, back to what we were saying. So basically, (laughs) Black Widow asks Betty Ross to help figure out what's going on with with this uh, syringe that killed um, Tony Stark. And she's like, why would you come to me? She's like, well, you're good at staying off of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar, blah, 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 blah. Um, And at this point, Fury's like, hey, like someone's taking off everyone from the Avengers initiative and you and Bruce Banner are the remaining targets. And then very quickly, we basically find out that uh, Bruce Banner is hiding in Betty Ross's lab slash classroom, and they're all there together. And this is this is really weird for me, seeing 
Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner with Betty Ross, something that we've never seen before. Yeah, I would argue, though, that it was kind of a weird... That wasn't as Mark Ruffalo-ish as some of the other characters. Like, it was almost a weird mishmash of, like... Maybe it was kind of Ed Norton esque as well. So I thought it was. I thought they were going to try and do like an amalgam between the two, but then it was his voice. Right, right. I I, I think was that was really the weird. yeah. I think that was maybe the the trade off. I I mean, who maybe they really thought they were just straight up doing Mark Ruffalo in that animation style, but I wasn't convinced. I feel like they're like, listen, we can't do this Mark Ruffalo hair. It will take a whole team of animators. True. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, all of this is bizarre to me. I, I just rewatched Incredible Hulk uh, with my partner a couple weeks ago. And so, like, it was all fresh in my brain. I'm so shocked that we're even referencing him. But it's super cool. Um, and basically, at this point, um, Betsy Ross's dad, uh, General Ross, confronts them. And they basically, when they're confronting Hulk, uh, Black Widow's like, shit, like, I got him under control. Like, Tell your men to like go away, and then he just gets shot, uh, with some type of bullet slash, uh, what would you call that? A dart of some sort. Yeah. Um, and he transforms into Hulk, and then like a huge battle, just basically starts. And happening. General Ross actually, first of all, I didn't look this up, but it did sound like General Ross was voiced by William Hurt. If it wasn't, it was a very good impression. Um, but uh, but yeah, he also said like. Who who did that? And everybody's like, nobody. So it was yet another case of who, who like, how is this happening? Right. And I will say it, that was not William Hurt, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, then good for that Some voice. Some guy actor. named Mike McGill. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It did sound a lot like him, yeah. which, was, which was awesome. Um, and so I thought this was the most brutal thing. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Hulk basically like starts like growing and expanding and like really awkwardly and then literally just expands until he explodes. Yeah. Hulk got a Kirid. That's when that's how that happens. Dude, that was I was like, they're not going to have Hulk just explode. That, yeah. With his guts go everywhere. Yeah. And they did. It wasn't like super graphic, but it was still I had the same thought. I was like, they're not going to go through with this. <laughs> there's there's no way the Hulk is going to literally explode. And he fucking did. It's wild. Yeah, I think my my imagination definitely filled a lot of gaps in there because they just kind of made it look like a green explosion. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, that had to be gnarly. Yeah. Just, you know, green goo all over the place. Um, And so that was pretty fucking wild because like Hulk is supposed to be just invincible like completely invincible and so yeah, I, I mean i guess we now learned he's only invincible from the outside right very drax uh draxonian type strategy you know yeah gotta destroy them from the inside out um so at this point basically um there's there's basically the bifrost is coming down onto earth yeah well this was all of- happening simultaneously while nick fury was dealing with what he called space vikings <laughs> right exactly <laughs> which, I which is all of asgardians soldiers uh, led by loki coming to earth to basically avenge thor's death um which was interesting to see you know loki very much playing the thor-esque character um you know leading all of those asgardian troops and they start attacking shield agents 
Um, but Nick Fury, basically, he's like, let's have a truce. Let me figure out who this killer is. We're on the same side. Um, and I think it's at this point, you know, Hulk's dead. They have the truce going on. Um, Black Widow is looking into the file to see who uh, who was accessing all these Avengers Initiative files. Um, and she discovers that Janet Van Dyne um, had recently accessed all of those files in the S.H.I.E.L.D. database. <gasps> but um, Janet Van Dyne's dead. Yeah, she's been dead <laughs> for years. How could she have done such a thing? And so almost instantly she is murdered. But just before she dies, um, she calls Nick Fury and she's fighting this, you know, quote unquote, invisible assailant. And she transmits a message to Nick Fury and says, it's hope. It's all about hope. Mm. And this is when I was like, okay, I understand what's happening. I didn't really know who it was yet. I didn't, you know, see any of the clips that showed that he was in this. Yeah. Um, but obviously when, when she's saying hope, she's referring to Hope Van Dyne, the daughter of Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym, AKA Ant-Man. AKA Yellow Jackets, which I fucking loved to see. Yeah, dude, this, this was, this was a good twist. This was my favorite part of the episode is when we see Michael Douglas as Hank Pym kind of in the Yellow Jacket, uh, suit clearly like deranged yes with <laughs> fucking the wildest eyebrows in the world yeah dude what was up with the i mean you know what i'll take it i you know it was it was <laughs> it was an interesting like very disheveled looking man yeah um and so he basically built a version of the yellow jacket suit um and he used his suit and some other nanotechnology type stuff to commit all these murders um because um Hope Van Dyne had been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she died. And he is holding S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury accountable for that. Absolutely idiotic motivation. Um, I thought. It's like, dude, relax. Like, shit happened. Your daughter essentially joined the CIA and died. It's like, it's sad, but it happens. So you're going to murder everybody in the CIA? Like, are you fucking crazy? What? So I kind of took this as like, Basically, in the, in the canon of the MCU, like the more you use the suit, the more you start losing touch with reality and you start going crazy. I saw this Hank Pym as someone who just like kept using the suit and he's clearly like lost his mind. Wait, is that real? Yeah. Well, yeah, like like when you're shrinking and you use the suit a lot, it has an effect on you. And that's even that's, on. um, What's his face? Scott Lang? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, I think shit. I think anyone that like uses that and goes into the quantum realm like frequently, I think it it's kind of like the more you use it, the more you can lose grasp of like yourself and reality. Interesting. I think I always interpreted that as if you get small enough to go to the quantum realm, it's just so trippy that your brain can't handle it. I didn't necessarily interpret that as the more you do it, the more dangerous it is. But I need that's to find interesting. The quote. Um, let's see. Negative. There can be negative effects to the use of pin particles without safety measures. Um, being exposed to and using pin particles over a protracted protracted period of time can cause extreme levels of mental instability as it alters the chemistry of the of the brain. So how? 
Hmm. I don't, I don't think I, but I mean, I'm sure I believe you, but like, I don't buy that in universe at all because how the fuck does what's his face? Original yellow jacket. In my opinion, not great yellow jacket. He goes so crazy instantly. Right. And then Scott Lang, as far as we can tell, has done the craziest shit of any Ant-Man ever or any Ant-Man or the Wasp ever. And he seems fine. Yeah, I don't think I don't think but like Corey Stahl's Corey yellow Stahl's, jacket. Yeah. I don't think he was or Darren Cross, I guess is his in universe name. Um I don't think he was just like delusional because of the suit. I think right, he's, he's just a bad dude. He's delusional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the dude before he was even using the suit, he like vaporized that one guy just because he like criticized him and he just like wiped him up with a napkin in the bathroom. Like he was already crazy. True. But I guess the helmet of the Ant-Man suit is essentially supposed to protect you uh, from those harmful effects. But in the first Ant-Man movie, Hank Pym was like, I can't do this anymore because like have, wearing the suit and going into the quantum realm, getting small, like it affects your brain chemistry. And it's like had an effect on him already. Man, I I should rewatch those movies. I like never realized that was a thing. Interesting. Time for a rewatch, baby. Yeah, I guess. But um, I guess at the end of the day, he's crazy. He's clearly delusional, yeah. letting like the, the death of his daughter affect him in this way. Um, and so Fury confronts Pym at Hope Van Dyne's uh, grave. And they have this fight and we click, quickly realize it's not Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. I thought... Uh, did you think that he was Skrull Nick Fury? I thought he was just Skrull Nick Fury, and he was just going going wild. Once I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Loki, and then like oh, they wow. started like, you know, multiplying the bodies. I was like, okay, it's def- definitely Loki. Um, I don't know why. I guess for some reason I just jumped immediately to Loki because I was like, who have we seen in this episode? Okay, it, we know Loki can change, you know, um, his body and everything. And so I, I guess I just, I it clicked with me. Um but um, essentially, Fury and Loki defeat uh, Hank Pym pretty easily. Um, and that kind of is the end of, I guess, the storyline specific to the Avengers dying. Uh, it was Hank Pym. He wanted revenge for his daughter, so he killed all the Avengers. Um, but the episode does not end there. Mm. Um, Loki is basically like... I think I'm going to extend my stay here for a bit. And then within a day becomes the ruler of all of earth. (laughs) And so that, that seemed very much more like the Loki we know. Yeah. uh, From, from that timeline uh, and that time in the timeline. And uh, the end uh, of this episode kind of ends with a cool moment where we see um, Nick Fury, uh, where Captain America is frozen in ice. And then he's like basically talking about how he needs to start a new team. And then he looks over and it's Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers has basically responded to his page. Yeah, um, which was referenced earlier in the episode. Yeah. Right. And so it basically seems like he's going to put together a new team of the Avengers with at least Captain America and Captain Marvel to fight Loki, who has taken control of Earth. And then it just ends right there. Yeah. Yeah, quite quite an ending. I was uh, really stoked to see 
Captain Marvel because I did wonder uh, and I, I had a note of like, why? What's his deal? Just call Captain Marvel because like when he was in the car and he was about to and then he didn't. It's like, what are you it's fucking? Yeah, just call her. <laughs> like, what? Now's the time, but yeah. Also, did you like that? Um, the reveal that Nick Fury himself was also an Avenger. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. She's like, yeah, you're also on the list too. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That was that was cool. And and you know what? I I also liked seeing Nick Fury fight, even though it wasn't him. Yeah, um, it was cool. It was just cool because Nick Fury is a badass. We just we don't see him as that in the MCU a lot. We just kind of see him as the playmaker. Yep. And so anytime we see Nick Fury in action, I'm all about it. Oh yeah. And so yeah, that's that's where the episode ends. Um. I think I'm going to save my my explanation and how I really feel about it for my rating. Oh, okay. This time. I don't know if you have any last thoughts. Um, yeah, let me go through a couple things I wanted to mention. One, there were a couple shots that, like, almost fell out of place by how, like, artsy and good they were. Like, there's one shot of it's like a desert landscape with Coulson's car kind of in the mid-ground, just driving across a, a highway, and then it's all desert. But then you see the Watcher fucking huge in the background, um, just chilling. And it's just like, it's literally just kind of an establishing, just like artistic shot. And it was like, it really took me by surprise. I really liked it. I, I, I you know what? I think that'd make a great uh, computer background. I might have to grab that. But... Yeah, that was really cool seeing the Watcher in the background. Um, it kind of made me think like the Watcher is like the intro to the show. He was on all the posters. Like that was like the first time we really kind of saw the Watcher watching in a significant way. Yeah, actually <laughs> yeah. doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and we're still at a point where like these episodes are are all self contained. I think that which... stops next week. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that stops next week. Because, uh, okay, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do I got? Oh, yeah, I, I did really like the fact that clearly Loki was just... So I didn't really think Loki took on the Thor role. I think he was looking for any excuse to invade Earth. Um, and... and they provided him with a perfect one to quote unquote avenge Thor. He clearly doesn't give a fuck. Um, at least this version of Loki at this point in time would not give a fuck. And I think he was just there because he always, I mean, this was always his plan. He's like, here's, there's a good excuse. Let's go take over earth. Um, I like that. But what I did not like was that this is such a nitpick, but it did bug me. Loki when Loki was telling Nick Fury how much time he had before he was going to fuck shit up, said, you have until the next rise of Midgard's sun. Here's the thing. Asgardians only know Earth by Midgard. How the fuck is he going to know what the sun is? Shouldn't he have said Midgard's star? Because sun is a name that we have named our particular star, the sun. It's just, he wouldn't know that. Asgard doesn't have a sun it would have had a star or multiple stars, whatever Midgard has. But 
Did you catch that? Did that annoy you? It did kind of annoy me. I mean, like, I caught it, but at the same time, I, I did not give a fuck at all. It, I was like, why? how would he know it's the sun? If he would have said Earth's sun, it would have been less weird. But he said Midgard's sun, implying that he didn't know he was on what humans call Earth. But he did know it was called the sun. And just... It just yeah, it I, get what you're, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, I would say my problems with this episode are a lot, a lot more than just that. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess. All right, last thing. This is a, a, I don't know if it's a problem I had, but uh, I didn't quite understand. So either in this universe, all of Loki's army can shapeshift, or Loki can multiply himself like a thousand times, neither of which I understand how, because during the fight, Loki, as Nick Fury, multiplied himself like many, 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 many times. And then, but then after the fight was over, it was Loki's army who maybe was already casts of him do you see what i'm saying like i'm gonna i'm going to the scene right now because i need to see loki loki has never before displayed the power of duplicating himself hundreds of times as far as i can remember maybe he has um no he he's duplicated himself like a lot before in what Um, i know that um i think it was probably like the original thor movie he he had multiple like versions of himself I thought he did that in Loki as well, um, but I might be just crazy. Yeah, I feel like he's he's just a shapeshifter. But then he shapeshifted and multiplied himself that many times. But then once the fight was over, his army was the one taking away Hank Pym. So it's like, were those just his army? And are they all shapeshifters? Are they all Lokis? Who the fuck is this random army of identical looking Asgardians? So all of the Nick Furies start laughing, yep. and then they all turn into Lokis, and then all of the Loki projections disappear, and it's just a single Loki that remains. Right. So then where does his army come from to take away Hank Pym in the next 10 seconds? My guess is they were probably just chilling, waiting, like 100 feet away. <laughs> Very weird. I don't know if I buy it. But they're definitely they definitely don't portray it as the army was the projections. I think they're just like they're just used as grunts to just take him away after the fight's over. Okay. Okay. Well then my follow-up question would be if Loki has had the power this entire time to duplicate himself to that outrageous extent, the fuck does he need an army for? Like <laughs> he is the army. So he can project himself and have a bunch of them, but they can't like grab people and fight. can they not? Don't multiple don't multiple of them hit Hank Pym in the fight? I think he he's able to switch which one is him, but only one of them can hit at a time. I don't buy that even a little bit. <laughs> I don't buy that even one half a percent. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> that is if that is the explanation. That's a bullshit power. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a little, they were just playing a little fast and loose with the Loki power, even way more than they did in the Loki show, I would say. Yeah, I still understand how Loki was able to just hold up that one building and lamentous. I'm still, every night I wake up in the middle of the <laughs> night, I'm like, they, they never explained that. 
Yeah, I guess that. Well, you know what? Just can, I, I, I just changed my mind. I, I just decided that it can all just be explained just by general. It's just magic. If Doctor Strange can do it, Loki can probably do it. And Doc, man, you are like the queen of of U turns today. Yeah, I guess so. But you know what? I, I like it. I kind of like yeah. It's it. just yeah. Just, so it's probably it's not a power. It's it's magic. I had to. I didn't just had to come to grips with that in my head. So what you call magic, we call science. Or science blah blah blah. Oh yeah, that's another great. Right. What a weird. Remember when they used to say that all the time? Yeah. Like we really don't want magic. And then at some point, Kevin Feige was like, you know what? We're just gonna fucking yeah. As for uh, yeah, which is the right call. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, let's rate this bitch. Okay. Um. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our shows, movies, whatever the fuck it is we're talking about, out of six full, unadulterated Infinity Stones. I'm going to give this a two. <sighs> wow. Okay. Because I, I gave the T'Challa episode a three, um, and I thought it was a really solid three. And I don't know, this one, I thought it was interesting in moments, but I think, like... The little end teaser, like, I wanted to see that way more than I saw, like, the entire episode. Like, the Carol Danvers, Steve Rogers, you know, trying to defeat Loki seemed like more of an interesting story than the entire episode we just got. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like seeing, like, the characters dying. I liked seeing Hank Pym as Yellow Jacket quite a bit. Um, and so that was super interesting. The rest of it was just, like, decent for me. I was really surprised to see like Culver University return, see a lot of, of, of stuff from the Incredible Hulk return. And so like it was interesting seeing those moments, but like a lot of it felt like a picture show change, kind of like the first episode. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed it. But like after the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, like that one was way more interesting to me because it was just all fresh, like new changes, you know, big characters that are like completely different. Like a lot of the characters in this were mostly all the same with the exception of Hank Pym. Um, And it just kind of was playing out very similarly. So it's, it was fun, but like still to me, it was just kind of like, it was decent. Um, And so kind of basing it off of my other ratings and trying to think of like how much I liked it. I really didn't love it that much. Usually I always, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch these episodes like twice. Sometimes I watch them three times, whatever Marvel show it is. And this one's getting the Falcon and the Winter Soldier treatment from me where I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. Wow. Um, and I think it bothered me because I'm like, I thought these were going to be more interconnected a little bit. So I'm waiting for that. And uh, the animation was great in some scenes. I really like that. The voice acting was weird in some moments, but yeah, just a two from me. I'm not in love with this show like some people are. Um, it was it was just decent, this one for me. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I'm I'm certainly also not in love with the show. Uh, I do like it though. I think it, I think there's been two, so I would give this episode a four. Um, same as last episode. I did like last episode slightly better, but I think on our scale, on our skewed scale up to six, I think they both they both deserve a four. They would be different fours, but the, but they they both get yeah, fours from it's, me. It's hard to distinguish. Yeah. Right? Um. But I, I will say I I, I'm so sure you're gonna get your wish. I mean the, these will become interconnected for sure. Um. And and I bet we see the conclusion of this storyline even. 
Um, but yeah, I, I liked, it, it bothered me a lot less than the first episode because even if it was just like the small differences and things we've seen before, at least it was things we've seen in half a dozen movies instead of just one single movie. It was like, right. you know, we hit Thor, we hit Iron Man 2, we hit the Avengers, we hit Ant-Man, we hit a lot of different a lot of different things. Um so that kind of kept it a, a little more fresh for me. Um I did I thought the voice acting on the whole was infinitely better in this episode than it was in episode 1. Um and uh with well, obviously not perfect, obviously, but uh, but better. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I liked it. I, I I feel like I have pretty much the same thoughts. Like I didn't love it, but I thought it was fun. Um, I probably won't rewatch it again for this show anytime soon. But I can see myself in a couple months if I just want to throw on some fun Marvel animation. Might might throw this on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, I don't like hate it. It's just like, um, it doesn't really hype me up. It's more of yes. just like, that was interesting. Yeah. You know? But I think, I do think, <laughs> it's like, so I was just trying to figure out how can I say, uh, it's like, to be fair to the people who are loving it, it's like, you and I are both, I think, uh, we're the same in the fact that we don't like, these things that are like, you know, different differences in stories we've already seen. But I think, at least for me, I have to remember that is literally the concept of the show, though. Like, right. So yeah. it's like, that is the point. Uh, what is annoying us is literally the whole conceit of the show, which is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> but um, I just feel like sometimes it's just not like they. The what if comics, I've read a lot of Marvel what if comics, um, and the the problem is the what if comics have this plethora of a universe. They have seemingly no restrictions whatsoever. Right. And while we do have over 20 movies to go through, it is a very small set of things they can do. Yep. They can't pull in as many extreme examples, and so they're just not able to kind of go the distance that I think that they would. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I totally agree. And, and even just based on the three episodes we've seen, I do think there's a difference between running a story we've seen before with minor differences and using a flashpoint to then veer off into a totally different story, which is what they did in the, in the first T'Challa episode. Right, um, which I like that one a lot. Yeah, more, same. I think that idea is better in general. It was just completely new. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, I no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 trying not to be so hard on the fact that like that is literally the show <laughs> is is what. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I completely fair. Completely. Fair. Um. But yeah, but I, it, despite our our difference in ratings, I feel like we've. Probably we feel pretty similarly about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I I think I've been like trying to be a little more, um, like the last for Wandavision and for Loki, 
I was fangirling. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, even to this day, I like WandaVision is one of my favorite things in the world. My dogs are going absolutely crazy. I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, and so it's just like when I'm not doing that, I'm trying just to be a little bit more um, critical. Yeah. I, yeah. I think all in all, we feel pretty similar. And, and I, I hope that maybe this is just one of those slow start things where I, I start getting into it a little bit more. Um, I think part of me is also like a little bit anxious. I'm like, why don't I love this? Mm. And I mean, were the last you three episodes, to? I've just been like, I don't know if I was even really ever expecting. I think to. I got a a little hyped. Okay, okay. Uh, at one point, because I was like, "Ooh, like this is going to be like a super serialized show," and like Doctor Strange is going to be like, "There's going to be stuff going on," and then we're going to enter into these like multiverses. Yeah, and then maybe like there'll be ramifications of that. But so far, it's just been like the most base expectation that I had. And like, it's just been very underwhelming. Um, and so I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. I'll be, still be watching it all. Um, it's just, it's one of the first Marvel shows where even with Falcon and the winter soldier, when an episode would come out, I'd watch it same day. And these ones I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'll watch it. it and that yeah. to me is, weird i think i had almost the exact opposite reaction it's like these i i am excited enough to watch them same day um which again i will eat crow once again i was way wrong about the wednesday releases i fucking love them um but you but yeah i did i did not feel that way falcon and the winter soldier i was just kind of like ugh, another episode of this shit <laughs> at least these are only like 25 minutes long right yeah they're so <laughs> quick they're so quick um yeah no i completely agree completely agree oh, um, sure. but yeah we'll see hopefully we'll get some more serialization um as, as things go on and i just hope to see more episodes like episode two quite frankly yeah i think we'll um, get those i think those are coming and so I'm, I'm super excited about that let's just veer away from things we've already seen yeah Alrighty, a two and a four. This is really weird. It's usually the opposite where I'm the higher <laughs> score, Eric's the lower score. So I love yeah. it. Things are changing. Um, and let's go over to recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, what do you got for us this week? All right. Well, uh, allow me to pull back the curtain a bit and let the people know that we are actually recording this episode just a scant two days after we recorded the last episode. So I have oh. not had any time uh, to really do anything. So um, I'm going to break my tradition of only recommending things that I have completed. Uh, I'm going to recommend a, a, a mobile game, a cell phone game that is just, I don't play a ton of mobile games, which might come as a surprise because I'm a pretty big gamer, I would say. Um, but mobile games are kind of a different breed. There's one, I see mobile games as just kind of a, less destructive thing to do to my brain than like opening up the Reddit app when I just have a a minute or two to, to, or, or five or 10 even just to like burn. Um, sure. So I've, I think I previously mentioned, I've, I've been playing this star Wars game for several years. It's like a collectathon, one of those kind of games, uh, star Wars galaxy heroes, but that is not my recommendation. I, uh, actually bought a game called slay the spire. And it's a very popular game. It is not only from, I think you can get this on switch. You can get it on PC. You can get it anywhere, but 
basically what it is, it's kind of like a card game. Like if you've ever played Hearthstone, it's it's kind of like a more randomized and I would say less overwhelming version than that. Um, and I had heard nothing but good. Th- I mean, anybody who talks about this game has nothing but good things to say about it. It's very popular. It's clearly lovingly crafted. Um, and I got, I'll just add my voice to the choir. It's really fucking good. Like if you have even the tiniest passing interest in card strategy games, it's worth a look for sure. I, I would bet almost anything you'll enjoy it. Um, and I'm not even, I don't have a, a very big interest in card games really at all. I tried to get into Hearthstone. I liked it, but I never got addicted to it when I was a very young kid. Like, obviously I like Pokemon cards. I liked Yu-Gi-Oh cards, never got into magic, but I always wanted to. It always seemed kind of interesting, but, um, but yeah, this is kind of like the, a version of that where you could easily play it for two minutes and get something accomplished, or you could easily play it for 45 minutes, which I have already done. Um, Uh and it's, uh, and because you no microtransactions whatsoever, you, you do pay for it. It is a paid game, but it's uh, no chance it was even $10, I bet. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I really highly recommend it. I'm way late to the party. I'm sure people listening are like, Slay the Spire, congrats. Like, <laughs> well, welcome. I've literally never heard wow. of it. Wow, so. yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good. And it's uh, and I, I made that reference to the Reddit. So I did recently, I deleted the Reddit app off my phone. Big moment because I am a, uh, I mean, I am. Addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am a Reddit addict big time. So I, uh, I, I, I deleted that off my phone. And I was just like, I just need something to do, though, or else I just my brain, just my addict brain just like craves social media. And I would so much rather play a game. It's it's so ironic because it's like back in the day, it's like games rat your brain, which is like so clearly, so <laughs> clearly not true. Um, They'll turn you into a serial yeah, killer. Right. Hey, but you know what might fucking Reddit. So, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, just trying to switch out a bad habit with a, with, with a fun habit. And yeah, I, I, I really like it. I couldn't recommend it more. Slay the Spire. Check it out. Boom. Slay the Spire. All right. Um, I have a few actually, even though we only did this two days ago. Um, I have I have three things I want to mention. One is what? a story, one is a shout out, and one is a recommendation. But they're all recommendations. Okay. Again. Okay. Do you want to save um, one? I mean, three and one. Is what... no one of them is like there. Two of them are really basic. Okay. The other one is is a story. Okay. Um. So um, one is I highly recommend. After this episode, I was like, people need to rewatch the MCU, whether it's chronological order, release order, whatever. Like there's a lot I think you'll get out of the what if episodes if you rewatch some of the movies you don't watch a lot. Um, having rewatched The Incredible Hulk recently, I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, like this is like straight out of like The Incredible Hulk, which is wild to see. Um, and so I highly recommend that. But even more so with the Spider-Man trailer out, go rewatch the Sam Raimi movies. Go rewatch the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, I think it's essential before you go see that in December. So sometimes people watch movies slowly. I highly recommend you watch um, at least the Sam Raimi movies, but I'd say all five of the Spider-Man movies that came before Tom Holland. 
absolutely essential watching. I've been, I've got through the first two Sam Raimi movies and it's I thought I remembered them. I totally didn't. Um, and I think it'll be really interesting um, seeing this new Spider-Man movie, having recently watched those those older Spider-Man movies. So highly recommend doing that. Um, second, I want to give a shout out to um, a friend uh, named Davia, who I, I mean, I've never met them in person, but I met them on Instagram and they make stained glass under the shop name Tiny Cuts Glass. Mm. Um, and I got a stained glass um, uh, creation from them for my partner. And it is the heart from WandaVision that says to grow old in uh, with the V for vision. Um, and it looks like it's like straight out of, you know, the WandaVision show. Um, I got it for my partner for her birthday. It's hanging in our kitchen window now. It like looks so good. Um, and so highly recommend checking out Tiny Cuts Glass for cool uh, stained glass stuff. Some some like nerdy looking stuff, some like really cool looking stuff. If you like stained glass, though, um, highly recommend Tiny Cuts Glass. Um, but let me get to my my true recommendation, which um, I actually mentioned to Eric before we started recording. And this is a little story. So um, my partner and I, we visited out uh, out west. My brother lives out west and we visited him, Chris McGraw. He's been a guest host on the on the podcast several times. And we went tubing down a river. Uh, we went tubing down a river three times. And at the very end, uh, actually, we were walking down this path to go to the top of the river and then you float down it and you do it a couple of times. And we look over and there's there's a bag of chips that is like stuck in the like like a like a circular flow of rapids. <laughs> and so we're like, oh wow, someone like I was like, someone lost their chips, like they lost their lunch. That sucks, whatever. And like 45 minutes pass, and we finish going down this river in our tubes again. Bunch of fun. It's super hot out, you know. Um, and we end up ending at the part of the river, and these chips are still just floating around <laughs> in a circle in the river. And so my brother Chris. He ends up picking them up and he's like, oh, they're all sealed. <laughs> and so in my in my head, I'm like, there's no way this motherfucker is going to open this bag of chips. And Why the fuck not? <laughs> Free chips. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's exactly what he does. Um, it's like a clear bag, like a, a tall, thin, clear bag. Okay. And the chips look like regular potato chips, but they're all red. Like they're just sprinkled like red, red. Mm. Um, and I'm like, what the fuck? And so... They end up being spicy hot potato chips from some like Mexican food brand. These these river chips are fucking, <laughs> fucking delicious. River chips, dude. <laughs> dude, they were floating in a river for over an hour, just in a circle. And we got out and we were so hungry. We devoured this entire bag of chips in like 10 minutes. And the fact that I even ate them was shocking because I was like, there's no way I'm eating a bag of river chips, but they were completely sealed. And so we never ended up taking a picture of them. We just, you know, we ate them and threw it out. I went on a fucking crusade to find these <laughs> chips. <clears throat> I was searching like Mexican hot spicy. Ch- it took me like three hours. They are called La Molienda spicy hot fried potato chips. And some grocery store in California We'll let you buy a six pack of these bags. So you know what I did? I ordered some of those fucking river chips <laughs> and I sent some to Chris for his birthday. I don't know if he's gotten them yet. Probably not. So spoiler alert for that. Um, but oh my God, La Molienda spicy hot fried potato chips. Um, 
so delicious. They're called like Papa's brand. It's like La Molienda is like the company. It's Papa's potato chips, spicy hot. Oh, man. They're just like regular potato <laughs> chips with the most interesting spicy like dust on them. I don't even know. It's not like a, like a spicy hot barbecue chip. It's not like Flamin' Cheetos. This, this shit's amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, just the story of how we found them is what I thought was interesting. Um, and so, yeah, right before the podcast, I ate a bunch of spicy chips, and then I'm like trying to talk, and it just wasn't working. You know? Are you familiar with the spice called Taijin? Not at all. I wonder if that is the spice on those chicks. It's very popular. It's spicy. Kind of has a hint of like lime. I can check because it has the ingredients on the back. Okay. I could check downstairs. It, I, I think it's like T. I'm sure I pronounce it wrong. I think it's like T A I J I N. Um, yeah, it's it's become ridiculously popular over the past couple years. I've noticed, and um, yeah, I wonder. I'm just I'm curious. Yeah, I'll have to check, and I'll I will let you know. Yeah, but yeah, these chips. Papa's La Molienda Spicy Hot Potato Chips. Unbelievable. I love it. Alrighty. I think that's a wrap for episode 30, season two, Infinity Watch podcast. We will be back next week to talk about whatever the next episode of Marvel What If is, because I don't think they've revealed no, it No, they yet, haven't. Actually. I was yeah. looking. I wonder if they're just like, well, if it is serialized, I can't just choose, but I feel like they've just been kind of randomly throwing them at us. Um, but... We will see you next week, episode four of Marvel What If. Yeah, how can uh, the well, how can people get in touch with us first? I feel like we. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot it all. <laughs> I'm I'm not looking at my notes. That's my problem. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Comment on our SoundCloud. Review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Just talk to us. It's been really interesting seeing what some of you guys have to say. Hit us up. Yeah. All right, now fuck the billionaires. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them all, especially you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I know you're listening. Yep. You little penis rocket fuck. <laughs>